Praise God, everybody. Father Michael here at the Blaze House of Prayer. I'm going to share with you the third reflection on inner healing. I'm basically sharing what the Lord gave to me in my journaling, in my prayer time. Um, things I've gotten in the past, but just kind of, you know, it's good to refresh. And I was just reflecting and letting the Holy Spirit give me some downloads. And um, just going to continue to share. So Holy Spirit, come open our minds and hearts to hear what you want us to hear, to take this into prayer and to share with others as well, to lead them through the process of fullness of life. I came to you of life and have it to the full. The Lord is for you, not against you. Our Father is a good Father who wants you to come to Him crying out, Abba, Father. And so we turn to Him, Abba, Father. We ask you to pray with us, God. Pray over us as your children. Bless us with anointing. Um, help us to foster an interior life, aware of our mindsets. Um, give us an awareness of your power and presence and your fathering us into the promised land. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessed Mother, pray for us to receive heaven as you received heaven and do receive heaven. Amen. Okay, so... Continuing our reflection, guys. Hope you're getting something out of this and sharing it with others. So this is why we need to know our true identity. Okay, if you haven't watched the other videos, please go back and watch them because this ain't going to always make as much sense. Um, so this is why we need our true identity in Christ. Um, when you know who you are in Christ and you don't digest the lie, because when you know you are in Christ, the lies are going to become clear and clear. You're going to recognize, sorry, there's a bug. You're going to recognize when you're operating in the Lord or operating outside the Lord. Are you in the kingdom or outside the kingdom? Is your behavior um, something that a child of God um, lives out of or is it the flesh, you know, the world, the world's way of dealing with pain, um, the flesh's way of dealing with pain, that which would be something to numb the pain. The world, the same thing other than just divide and conquer the enemy's eating popcorn again while we're destroying ourselves and others which we know is really bad fruit okay so this is why we need to know our true identity in christ a transformation of our minds renewal of our minds in christ again opening your scriptures a reading the word of god is really important because god's word is alive and active it's not just another ideas or good thoughts to reflect on like the word of god actually carries power with it because it's jesus christ it's not just like a poem or, or, or some other spiritual book that you're reading. No, it's God's Word. Jesus Christ. When I say that right now, the Holy Spirit and my spirit are fellowshipping and God begins to actually work right now as I'm saying that. Okay, so when you know who you are in Christ and you do not digest the lie, but you bring it to the Lord in your prayer journal, we got to get good at immediately bringing it to the Lord. Adam and Eve, where'd they mess up? They didn't go to the Lord. They tried to solve it without the Lord. They tried to process without the Lord. They tried to do it on their own, which led to the original sin, which began in their mind as the enemy sowed the idea. How many of these things start in our minds? Then we act them out and are, we're blinded. Our eyes are open and we now see not God the Father, but we see the distortion of the enemy and his version of God. And if you have the devil's version of God, you're not going to want anything to do with that. And a lot of people say, oh, I tried Jesus, I tried church, it didn't work for me. And I said, you tried your version of God, which I ain't say this, but it's the devil's version of God. 
Because if you don't have an attraction to God and want to be with God and actually want to waste time and spend time with God, you don't have Jesus' version of God. You have another version of God. Because if you knew God and we knew God, we would actually we would actually start crying right now for joy if we knew how much God loved us at this moment. So Lord, please right now reveal. I pray like now, Lord, you just pray a benediction and blessing of revelation on all those watching that they come to know the goodness of the Father. Father, we want to know your goodness. Expose any lies. Reveal to us how good you are. In Jesus' name. Okay, so use your prayer journal. If you don't prayer journal, I encourage you to journal in your prayer. There's different ways of journaling. Um, be raw and honest. Journaling is being raw and honest with God, not writing on a page to some no one. You're writing to God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. You're talking to them. And you're asking God, um, you're asking God to, to, to help you process that, that area. Okay, so scripture says that we must hold every thought captive to Christ Jesus. So bring every thought captive to the Lord. Again, we're so good at the orphan lifestyle, which is not a good thing. Um, I was writing some notes one time about the orphan mindset. I'm going to see if I can bring them up real quick because they were um, helpful. Orphans have to take care of themselves. Orphans must be strong. Orphans must protect themselves from being taken advantage of. Orphans cannot depend on anyone. Orphans cannot be weak. Orphans crave to, take, to be taken in and loved, but they doubt they ever will be. Orphans want to be accepted, to belong. Orphans only trust themselves. Orphans cannot get too close. Orphans are on the outside looking in. Okay, so this is obviously not what God wants for us. This is the original sin. The original sin birthed the orphan lifestyle and mindset. Mindset, then lifestyle, right? Behavior follows thought. Okay, so again, without prayer, um, these things aren't going to be happening. <laughs> You're just gonna, you don't, please don't treat these videos like a self-help because it ain't gonna work. The scripture says to hold everything captive to the Lord. Okay, so as disciples of Jesus, we do not just allow ideas shared with us by others to enter our minds and hearts and create patterns of thinking which are ungodly and corrupt and deform our character. Okay, so we don't just let anything come in. Like, Come on, right? We, we should be mature enough to know, like, hold it. Is this, is what this person's sharing with me or is what I'm hearing in my mind from the Lord or not? I mean, if we're just, like, going to open the door to everyone that knocks, I mean, what if you're letting in a murderer? Because the devil's a liar, thief, and a murderer. And then that's going to form a pattern of thinking toward others that might be totally, totally off and not from the Lord. And even if even if that person that hurt you does did hurt you deeply, you still need to have the love of God to look on them with love, bring them before the Lord and pray with them, pray for them. Come Holy Spirit. So as disciples of Jesus, we don't just allow these things shared with us to enter and corrupt our minds and hearts and character. Um Christ also was lied to, loved, love was called into question for Jesus, right? 
Father, Father, why have you abandoned me? Jesus felt the lie, the enemy trying to create an orphan lifestyle and mindset in him. But he rose up and he cried out to his father. Notice he's saying, Father, he's talking to his father. He's he's being brutally honest with the father. Father, I feel abandoned. Father, I feel hurt. Father, intercede for me. Father, help me. So Jesus is in communication with God. There, there was not an instant in Jesus' life where he was out of communication with the Father. Um, he, he suffered darkness. He, he went into the darkest of darkest places by taking on sin and death. He drank death literally. But he destroyed it because he never left the Father's love. He never let the enemy um, convince him that love was conditional. He never let the enemy convince him that he had to perform or he had to earn the Father's love. The Father, Jesus knows his Father, and the Father provided for his Son. Okay, so with every crucifixion, there's a resurrection. So you got to wait. you got to wait. And then the waiting can be the hardest time because when you're waiting for the resurrection, that's where the enemy can be really active and trying to get us to hijack our waiting in faith. And he wants to hijack it with lies and deceit and gossip and unholy, ungodly ways of behaving and living and acting. Addictions often are a part of that. Um, you know, if you're noticed when you're in your holy hour, you're in your time of prayer, you're reading scripture, you're just committed to prayer, you got all these distractions that come. Like that's because that those are somewhat subtle manifestations of the world in us, the flesh and the devil trying to interfere and interrupt what the Holy Spirit and the Holy Trinity are trying to accomplish in us, which is greater freedom. Okay, freedom in Christ. I came to my life, have it to the full. Christ came to set us free for freedom's sake. Christ came to set us free for freedom's sake. What does that mean? You mean Christ came to set me free. Free to be fully Michael. When I'm in Christ, I'm fully Michael. So I'm fully realized as Michael. That's what a saying is fully realized, fullest potential as Michael is fully potential met because the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm free to be me. Sin robs you from being you. Um, sin is an action, a thought or a word that robs you of being you. Sinful thinking is thinking in ways you weren't designed and created to think. Sinful speaking is speaking in ways you weren't created to speak. Um, sinful actions are ways you weren't created to act or behave. And when we think, act, and speak in sinful ways, we actually start falling apart. Physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, we start falling apart. We start, that's why sometimes sim, uh, psychosomatic, right? Where we think, if we're thinking wrong, ungodly, and we haven't repented of it, and we've actually digested and adopted a way of thinking that's ungodly, It'll actually start manifesting in our body sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Um, I'm not saying every sickness or disease is because of that, but it could be that we have a, a physical symptom that's actually sourced by an idea that's from Satan that we're holding on to and thinking with a mindset or pattern of thinking or behaving in a way that's self-destructive. Okay, so um, the Father's love was called into question. Jesus himself suffered from these lies. He didn't, he didn't let the fear of the enemy come. He, he had to fear the Lord, so he's Abba Father. Remember, he went to God. So remember, every lie, every pain 
will yield either yield holy fear, which resets your identity, Abba Father, or unholy fear, which is, what's wrong with me? I need to change. I need to perform. Or what's wrong with that person that's not performing so that I can be loved? See, that unholy fear always leads to self-hate or hate of others, which leads to unholy anger and a spirit of offense and resentment and bitterness, which vomits out darkness. Or holy fear, oh, I wonder, Abba, Father, turn to Father God. When there's pain and hurt and lies, Father, I praise you. And then what? Holy fear, awe and wonder, yes, God. And then holy anger, like, Lord, I'm going to attack the enemy. I'm not going to let him use me to destroy. I'm going to build up the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to fast. I'm going to do virtue and holy things. I'm not going to let the enemy hijack my humanity. Um, okay, so you, you kind of understand that, I hope. Okay, that's important to see those two paths. Holy fear, unholy fear. Holy anger, unholy anger, right? Um, forgiveness or unforgiveness. Um, joy and peace, uh, anger, resentment, bitterness, on and on, depression, discouragement. So the Father's love is called in question. John Paul II says, again, I said this, I think, in the first talk, but original sin attempts to abolish fatherhood, which means that we have to live as orphans, who have to perform to survive because this is how the love is given. That's a lie, right? Love's not given because we perform. God is love and love's given just because, period. Anytime you try to say, I'm loved because, you, you messed it up. You're loved, period. And see, even our humanity is like, well, don't we have to do something? You know, don't, like, because in the world, that's how the world works. The world basically treats us like orphans. Like, you have to earn. You have to work for it. Now, I'm not saying work, working is bad, right, or earning and growing is bad. But when it's tied directly to my identity, value, and worth, it is bad. Like, if I don't hit a home run, I'm not going to be loved. Well, that's bad. If I strike out and I'm at peace, that means I'm, I'm secure in my godly identity, if, if I'm comparing myself to people, I'm probably not secure in my godly identity um, because I'm trying to find a way to be like them so I can be more loved, right? See, that's not of the Lord. A lot of us guys, I mean, this stuff is deep. This is the, the original sin is so deep in us that we need to let the Holy Spirit eradicate it and sanctify the deepest parts of us, renew our minds, okay? So... Because of original sin, we become masters of suspicion. Again, back to, we're suspicious of God's going to do it. God's going to care. Um, the love that we are designed for, the love which we cannot live and thrive without. So we have to have this love of God to have peace. You can't have peace without God's love. You can have pseudo-peace or temporary worldly false peace, um, but you're always going to have to one-up it. You're always going to have to have more and more and more. So when lies are not brought into the light, that's back to journaling. When, our lie, when we don't bring lies into the light, when we don't value ourselves enough in our hearts and spirits enough to actually take time to bring the lies of the enemy into the light that we've suffered, um, the evil spirit has permission to move freely in and out of our lives and will wreak havoc in our lives. God honors our free will and he cannot force us to let him be our father, just like the prodigal son, the prodigal father, the father just, he gave his son the inheritance and the son chose to use it. And just as the older son, he had the inheritance and he didn't even realize he had it. Um, so God won't force you to renounce lies, to repent. He won't force you to pray. 
He won't force you to let him deliver you or set you free. Um, believing the lie empowers the liar. Believing the lie empowers the liar. Believing the lie empowers the liar. I believe a lie. Pain and hurt. Lies announced. Pain and hurt in the mind and heart. It's kind of like, pff, I get hit. Whoa, what just happened? And if I'm not secure in my identity, I'm probably going to be like, what did I do wrong? Or what did they do wrong? Rather than, Father, I praise you for loving me. I know that your love's enough for me in this moment. Lord, the enemy's attacking and I'm going to turn in prayer and fasting. I forgive this person that hurt me. I release them to you. You know, you don't start attacking yourself or others. You, you forgive and you're generous, generating generosity, life-giving. Um, okay, so at the moment, the lies, the moment we're lied to, there's a wound always with pain. Um, and if we let this lie in again, that holy fear is going to move in on us. Um, and we're going to hate ourselves or others. And we're going to have unforgiveness, resentment, a spirit of offense. Um, the fear is essentially the resultant bad fruit of believing the lie and giving authority to the lie. Um, every lie of Satan is, is in essence, a call to desire. Sorry, every lie of Satan, in essence, um, calls our desire for unconditional love into question and attempts to abolish fatherhood. Satan wants to attempt to live life without God's fatherhood. Satan wants us to live life without God's fatherhood. Satan wants you to be your own father. He wants to be our, Satan wants to be our father, the father of lies, right? Um, Satan wants us to live like orphans with orphan mindsets. Um, we came to be through the word of the Father, and he breathed his spirit into us. God spoke our human spirit and soul into being in existence. So we are body-soul. Every person is a body-soul composite. The human nature is a body-soul composite. Um, and our per human person is body-soul unity, okay? We're not dualists. We're not like the body over here, then the soul. No, like we're body-soul. When the body and soul separate, it's called death. Okay, we're made for body, soul, composite unity. That's why we believe in the resurrection of the body, life everlasting, right? So our parents, our human parents, participated in as procreators in the material dimension, our bodies, right? At that moment of conception, God infuses the soul into the body and the body, soul person, here I am, Michael, right? And so I hope this kind of gives you guys something to think about and pray on. Um, I'm going to stop there. Many blessings as you reflect on these um, teachings. Um, and may your journey in healing um, be blessed. May you take time, honor yourself, and take time to let the Holy Spirit spend time with you and work with you. Um, bring a prayer journal. Always ask the Holy Spirit to guide your prayer. Um, ask the Lord to give you images, words, healing dreams. Ask the Lord to give you uh, scriptures um, to help you. Um, there's the Father. I don't know if you guys ever watched, but the Father's Love Letter. Go to YouTube and type the Father's Love Letter and just listen to that. It's all these scriptures threaded together to like give a letter from God to us. It's really beautiful. May God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.